I'm super happy. Are you happy? Welcome to the BU Find Happy Podcast. Here you'll find tips and tricks to inspire you on your way to happiness, to live a courageous life of authenticity, and learn how to speak your truth with grace. I'm Michaela Johnson, and welcome to our podcast. Alicia, welcome to the DU Find Happy podcast. I am super excited to have you on today, and we're going to talk about uh, relationships and spirituality and all sorts of awesome stuff. Can you share with the listeners a little bit about who you are and kind of how you got involved in what you're doing? Sure. Yeah, it's great to be here. I've been excited for this conversation. Um, let's see. So I, I live in the Bay Area in San Francisco, and along with my husband, Erwan, I've been supporting both singles and couples for the last 20 years in unleashing their relationship potential and creating and sustaining relationships that thrive and are more and more turned on and passionate over time. So um, the two of us teach uh, pretty much um, all online now, which is exciting. And we have group classes and coaching and sensual skills intensives and all sorts of fun stuff. And I have a bachelor's degree and a master's degree in psychology, and I have training as a therapist. So that's how I got into this whole world of supporting people in personal growth. And when I was about to finish my master's degree and start doing my hours for becoming a therapist, which is a whole thing, I started to realize maybe that wasn't exactly what I wanted to do. And that was right around the time I met Erwan and started dating him. And he had founded our organization 10 years before we met. And I can still remember visiting a course that he was teaching. And it was like, everybody was going really deep and feeling so much and discovering all this stuff about themselves. But then at the same time, they were really turned on and <laughs> learning about romance and sexuality. And I really, it hit me in a moment, like transformation and personal growth can be fun and sexy as well as deep and impactful. So talk to me about what you guys are doing with couples. I mean, obviously on the heels of all that was you know, pandemic and all, et cetera, you know, a lot of couples are really struggling with um, their relationship and just where they've been and what's happening and how things are going and uh, lots of stuff came bubbling to the surface that couples had been able to suppress, um, you know, through barbecues and movies and travel and all that. So, uh, so what exactly are you guys doing with couples? How are you helping? So with we do this with both singles and couples, but in slightly different ways. So I'll speak to the couples since that way you're, that's what you're asking about. And I love that you said things bubbling to the surface because it's really easy to blame circumstances like, oh, the pandemic and now we're not getting along or something like that. And of course, the pandemic brought many challenging circumstances with it, but it more exacerbates um, issues and challenges that are sometimes already there. And I'm going to lay out the method that Erwan and I use to support couples because I think it will shed light on what you're asking, and then I can get more specific. 
So we have a method that we use to support couples in having thriving, happy relationships. And the first part of it is consciousness, bringing consciousness to hidden relationship patterns that we all have as human beings. So it's like a psychological oriented piece. Um, so looking at what we're bringing into the relationship from our past and clarifying that, bringing light to it so it's not driving everything um, unbeknownst to us, you know. Um, and then from there, we support couples in contacting their deeper selves. You know, this is the spiritual aspect. Like, who are you beyond your past and your conditioning? When we can learn to live more from there, we're more free. And then that goes into the third part of our method, which is chemistry. So we support couples in unleashing the chemistry that's really inherent between any two people of opposite sexual orientations, um, the masculine and the feminine, whether it's a man and a woman, two men or two women. So communication skills, flirting skills, just really learning how men operate in relationship as opposed to women. And then the fourth part of our method is choreography, dancing through the stages of relationships skillfully, with learning relationship skills, everything from how to turn a person on to good, deep communication, to commitment, to lifestyle design, and then finally cultivation of your sexual potential, like actually training couples in touching skills, sensual skills, you know, it takes so much to have a successful relationship. You have to address issues. You have to address communication, but also learn skills to relate with each other in a way that it's not just relating as roommates <laughs> or like business partners in life, but, you know, romantically. I see this a lot, you know, people that are just kind of roommates going on. So, so how do you pull people out of that space where they just don't even like each other? Well, yeah. maybe they like each other or they have like a deep, profound love for each other, but they don't like each other. Yes. Yeah. Well, that kind of stuff, it, it builds over time, you know, um, either issues that get swept under the rug or you just kind of get stuck in a rut of dealing with logistics all day and not attending to the romantic part. So the first thing that we recommend is acknowledging it, just saying like, hey, we have a problem. You know, one or both of us is unhappy with the amount of good quality pleasure time that we're spending together. That makes a bigger impact than you'd think, um, just kind of calling out what the problem is. Then the next step, of course, would be committing to doing something about it. If both partners are willing to do something about it, that's the biggest part is doesn't matter as much where the couple is in terms of level of challenge as it matters. Are they open to growing and developing? So establishing that and then just starting to talk, starting to work through the issues. But then simultaneously, it's really important to get physical. And I don't mean physical, like you need to jump into bed and have intercourse, because that's something that couples struggle with a lot. Like, okay, we haven't really been connecting, and then we're expected to just jump into bed and have sex, like our intercourse. It's like going from one to 100, you're not warmed up. So we've designed a set of 12 touching practices that range from just kind of nice, like pleasant, emotional connection touch, like hand on heart, hand on abdomen touch. 
um, all the way to, you know, stroking and, and sexual stuff. So we train couples in that. Um, most couples that we train, um, we train them in the kind of clothed, more sensual touching practices. And then we have like a special high level program for couples that actually want to learn, you know, a manual stimulation sexual practice. Um, but it's intense. It sounds like it's intense. And so, you know, have you seen people come back from kind of the depths and darks of never, ever, ever? Yes. <laughs> All the time people come back from that. And yeah, it, it, it's funny because we got this question one time. This is, I mean, people have this question a lot, but I remember particularly this one couple we were working with and the guy is like, is this even salvageable? You know, like, how do you know when to give up or how do you know when it's just gone too, gotten too far um, in a negative direction? And our answer, my answer to that is if you're truly willing to be open and you're more interested in being connected than being right and like making your point and making the other person wrong, then there's total possibility. I mean, a lot of couples come to us that are, you know, like in a pretty difficult place, but equal amount of couples come to us that like things are okay, but they've just kind of gotten into a rut, you know, and the willingness is everything. You know, if you learn the skills and you practice them, I mean, there's a certain amount of like mental understanding, psychological understanding that's good, but it really is like, are you literally practicing with each other? How often are you doing What's the average years that people have been together when they come to see you guys? Oh, it ranges. I mean, we get couples that are really new, you know, maybe just met. Um, we get a lot of couples that have been married and gone through raising kids together um, and everywhere in between, really. Um, yeah, there's no one one amount of time that couples have been together. Um, so, so let me ask you this. Do you ever see it where one person is just totally checked out? Yes, I we see that all the time. Um, you know, it, it usually is that one person is raising the issue. You know, it's fortunate when there's both people raising the issue, you know, that they're agreed and on the same page, like, hey, let's do something. And they're kind of not in that like blaming, you know, thing. But very often one person will be like, I don't know what to do. You know, my husband or my wife or my girlfriend, my boyfriend, they're just like not in this relationship. They're always on their phone or they're always working or we're obsessed with raising the kids. And I love kids. We have a kid. He's five, you know, but sometimes that takes the place of the romantic connection in a way that's not even good for the kid, you know? Um, but yes. And that can be difficult um, to get the other partner's attention but we help people with that all the time, like getting their partner on board with growing and developing. So, and, and what do you see is the cause when one person is just completely not willing to engage? Like, how do you, how do you kind of judge that when someone's just past that point? I ask this because I have a lot of clients, I'm a psychotherapist and I work with, and I have a lot of clients, you know, uh, where they're individual couples and they'll say, you know, my partner is just completely checked out or flip side. I am completely checked out. Like literally the only reason I'm staying is for the kids 
kind of thing. So how, how do you know, what do you see causes that most of the time? And is there any hope in that situation? Yeah, there's definitely hope. Um, what is there? There's a couple things that come to mind when you ask me what's causing that. Um, there's never one reason, but the big things that cause that are, you know, lack of connection, communication, and at the same time, prioritizing other things. Like it's very easy to prioritize jobs and prioritize kids and prioritize home improvements. And people just sort of have certain kind of survival oriented things prioritized. And then meanwhile, the relationship where it's like rarely urgent, but it's so important gets put on the back burner and like often doesn't even come to the forefront until it is urgent. And one person's like threatening the relationship or something. Um, so that's a couple of the things, you know, distraction, like the modern obsession with getting everything done and getting ahead and, and all this. Um, and another piece, the communication piece is important because I'll often see, I really do see this um, with women more than men, but I'm sure it could go both ways where the woman's like, I just can't get my husband's attention. You know, I can't get him to listen. And it kind of looks like, oh, the husband's the bad guy and he's really checked out. But then I look deeper into the situation and find like, oh, well, the woman's just kind of complaining and making him wrong. And, you know, he feels bad and then checks out. And, you know, if like she would approach it a little bit more like directly, but friendlily and lovingly, right? Like the person in the relationship mm -hmm. wants to improve it. It's a sensitive area. And on one level, it could look like somebody's checked out, but they really could be avoiding criticism or avoiding feeling insecure and out of right. you know? like if a partner's like, I'm not happy with our love life, like that's triggering, you know? Um, right. Yeah. And in a, in a perfect world, they'd be like, wow, that's really great. You're bringing this up. Thank you. You know, and some people would say that, but, but many people are like, uh Oh, you know, I'm not enough. This isn't good. And then they might avoid it. So, so what is the secret? To a successful love life besides communication and, um, you know, being willing to engage? Or is that just all there is to it? <laughs> There's a lot of pieces. I mean, the, the biggest secret, last night we taught this online event, The Secrets of Tantra. And the secret of Tantra is, is, is the same thing as the secret to a successful relationship, which is it's presence. It's, it's being, you know, it presence. What I mean by that is being, being in, being there, being available for yourself and for your partner, being aware of what's happening. We're, we're really smart human beings. If we bring presence to a situation, any situation, we can see what, what needs to be done or we can get the proper support. And, when we're present in our love lives, then we look at our partner and can realize, wow, this is this person that, you know, for most people, unless it was an arranged marriage, like we had the hots for each other at some point, you know, that's the basis of our relationship. It's not, you know, a house and kids and jobs. All those things are awesome, you know, but you just see it's the seeing it's the presence and then being willing to do something about it. For example, prioritizing the relationship, making time and space for it, you know, incorporating sensuality and sex deliberately and so forth. 
deliberately. I like that. And so talk to me about Tantra because I am very interested in this. I've heard that, you know, couples that are highly intimate and connected on a spiritual level, especially twin flames and soulmates can experience kind of like a mutual meditation during sex. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, yes. So there's a lot of, you know, definitions of Tantra and it's a very you know ancient practice and there's so much about it. But basically the way that we were defining it, describing it last night and the way that I'll talk about it now is combining the world that you can see and the world you can't see. For example, combining, you know, sex and bodies and the hard and the wet and the, you know, the yummy with spirit, spirituality, you know, the kind of invisible but all pervasive sense of presence and being that we all have and we all are. And the way that Erwan and I approach sex and sexuality is very much with a basis of being present. It's not just about having that sex act, having intercourse, right? But it's about like being together, feeling each other. And when we're present, there's naturally a turn on and a chemistry, you know, often people are like, where's my chemistry in my relationship? It was here and now it's gone. And do I need to find somebody else or blame my partner or blame myself? Like, no, it's just that our minds have gone somewhere else. We're distracted. So, you know, the practice of whatever you want to call it, Tantra conscious sexuality is, is bringing presence and really feeling in the body, not presence and spirituality in some like esoteric realm. Uh, I really love that. Um, and so how, when you guys lead these workshops, them being online, how, how do you do that? How do you handle that? And do people like it that way? They do. And do you mean, especially related to the sexual stuff or in general? Yeah. 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 So the first thing I'll say is our classes, you know, they're, they're mostly online. You know, we're doing a little bit of stuff in person now, um, but online stuff has just been so great. Um, it's been really well received. Most of our work in our classes is like nobody's nude. You know, there's nothing super explicitly sexual on the participants part. Um, but we address sex and sexuality, you know, for a lot of people, it's kind of scary to go into that realm. So I just want to say that, you know, we're very relationship oriented and then we don't exclude sexuality, but it's also not at the forefront um, for those that are like, no, I want the directly sexual training. We our specialty. One of our specialties is a technique a manual stimulation, clitoral stroking technique called extended orgasm. And when we train couples in this, it's, it's private. So it's us and a couple and we will show them, we will demonstrate the technique and then they can practice it and we'll verbally coach them. That's our high level intensive program. And what we've been doing online is we have some training videos that we show during certain classes. We don't give the, the videos away, but we show them. We've videoed ourselves demonstrating the technique and that's how people can start to learn it. Well, that's really interesting. And, um, and so how long are your programs? We have multiple programs. So the most popular program that we have is called Mastery of Relationship. And it's a group coaching online program. It's weekly and it's a year long. So that's our most popular program. 
And then we have individual coaching, which is done in packages. And people often just sort of continue, like you're a psychotherapist, you know, you know, you have your, your clients that just kind of continue with you over time. Um, so that can be done over 10 weeks, 20 weeks, or just ongoing. We also have intensive weekend courses. We have the pleasure course. We have a three-hour online extended orgasm course. Um, and then we have that more intensive sensuality expansion program that's private that goes on for three or four months. And so what's the biggest thing that you guys have as a challenge in your marriage? Well, I love that you asked that. And it's actually really exciting because the biggest challenge by far is working together. And we have, since the beginning of working together, it was like, I met Erwan, I discovered the organization he created, I wanted to be a part of it, I joined it, you know, he and I were running our organization together. And like, I never recommend to anybody that they work with their spouse, <laughs> if they can help it, because it just brings out these other parts, you know, and in our situation, Erwan had been running this organization for 10 years, and I had a lot to learn. So we had this dynamic of like, he's teaching me things, but I don't want him to teach me things because he's my, my guy, you know, he's not my boss. Right. Right. So there's like lots of scuffle, but then it's like true that I have a lot to learn. He's the only one that can teach me. So, you know, that's definitely been the biggest issue and like one of the only issues. And we have real, I'm very proud of us because we, every year or two, we up level our working relationship and we realize, wow, we really don't need to be doing all of these businessy things together. We can divide the labor more and more now that I've basically taken over running the organization and it allows us to work separately and then just do the parts that we love, like teaching together. So that's the hardest part. We're always working on it and it's in a pretty good place right now. That's really fantastic. And I think also very realistic, like it's just what it is. It's just part of life, you know? Yeah. And so how, how do you guys work in time for, you know, running this business and having a five-year-old? How do you guys work in time for yourself? Yeah. Yeah. We're really, um, like motherfuckers about it because it's so easy to just go on and work and parent. So we have scheduled, pleasure time in our calendar. So for us, it's every weekday at 9.15. It's in our calendar. You know, Aiden, our, our son, either has been at preschool, which he just graduated from right now, is in summer camp. We just make it work, you know? And we have that time every morning for about 45 minutes or an hour. And that's like our kind of sensual time, cuddle time, you know, just physical, yummy, sexy time. Mm -hmm. And then we also have one day a week where we do something social and sometimes it's with our son too, but like often it's not, we get a sitter and we go out with another couple or just by ourselves for, you know, a drink or dinner or something like that or a party. So that's our, our thing, like once a week, something social. And then every morning, week, morning, sexual, sensual time. That's fantastic. How can people get in contact with you and learn more about how to do this and join this? So the best way for those of you listening that want to learn more about the work that Erewhon and I do and hear how it would impact you and your love life is that I'm actually offering for anybody that's interested on this podcast, a free 
love life consultation. So what that is, it's a conversation with me. It can be on the phone. It can be on Zoom. Um, and it's where we'll get personal. You know, you can tell me what, what's going on for you romantically, what your goals and challenges are, and I'll see if we can be of any support. And if we can, I'll lay out the different options to work with us. So the way to set it up, there's two ways. One is you can text our organization line, which is 415-308-9580. It's 415-308-9580. Or, um, Hale, I'll give you a link. People can click just to set it up. So that's the best way. And our website is pleasurecourse.com. So people can just check us out over there, too. That's fantastic. Well, um, you know, this is just super exciting stuff, what you guys are doing and how you're helping people. And we really appreciate you taking the time to come on the podcast and talk a little bit about couplehood. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. It's fun. It's my favorite topic. <laughs> Have a great day. Bye-bye. Too. Bye. This has been a BU Find Happy podcast. For more inspiration, check out the links.